Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Uh, really excited about the guest that I get to bring to you today. This is Anthony Caniglia. He is the chef de cuisine at Au Courant. And if you've ever eaten at Au Courant and ordered the tasting menu, you've had some version of Chovy's egg. And this is Chovy in the flesh. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I And some people don't even realize that the egg is, they're like, I don't what is Chovy a type of egg? And they're like, <laughs> that happens a lot. And yeah, they'll, or they'll be like, "Who's that guy?" Like, what? Yeah, it, uh, it and it was kind of like that for me the first couple times I went, and I was just kind of like this Chovy's egg thing. It's on the menu Dude. every time, but it's a little bit mm. different. Yeah. So yeah, it, that's that's definitely very interesting, and it's something that we're gonna get into the origin of Chovy's egg, and we're gonna talk about oh, yeah. that a little bit. But I think some some congratulations are in order. Um, fairly recently, you were promoted to the role of chef de cuisine at Acarant. So yep. first of all, congratulations. Oh, thank you. And I just kind of want to talk a little bit about what that role means, just for people who are kind of unfamiliar with the structure of a kitchen. What does that mean, and what are your new responsibilities? Uh, a lot of them, which I actually enjoy, just because everybody, everybody's you work up in the kitchen to get to that position. And uh, I actually didn't even know. Like, Ben had it printed on the menu and for like two weeks and i didn't even know it <laughs> and one night he just came up to me and he's like did you look because i never really look at the menu um because i have like my own handwritten notes and he he pointed at it and i'm like oh, you did it you little sob <laughs> like like uh, under the table but Very uh sneaky. yeah he's oh yeah he loves doing that stuff just to see your reaction but uh no it's uh more and i used to think like oh dude ben does all this stuff and he does and it's like he did he does so much and it's like it's hard. I'm learning and getting better, but it's like you don't realize that on your day off you have to call seven different farmers. Mm-hmm. So that's like the stuff you have to do. Um, make sure things are coming in each day. Like call the fish guy, call the meat people. Um, you got to look into the future. Like, oh, we need to cure bacon. That takes a week. We so we need to order it two weeks in advance and all that stuff. You just have to think about the whole restaurant as a machine. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes when you're just a line cook, you don't think about that as much so mm-hmm. those are you know and just thinking about how the menu is going to flow um all that stuff is like new to me not new but like I, I he was teaching me all that stuff for the past couple of years but now I finally get to see what it's like yeah yeah r- running that stuff and when we talk about Ben we're talking about uh executive chef Ben Maids yep um so like when he shows you that menu and you realize that like it's official like is there like a you know, like a shiver that goes down your spine or, or what's it like in that moment for you? I was kind of like, uh, I mean, like he's kind of been pushing me towards that, you know, cause he knows I can do it, but I was, it's kind of like, doesn't feel real yet either. Cause it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. well, I've been cooking for so long and for my age, um, I'm kind of young for that. Mm-hmm. Um, since I started really young. Um, but it's, I don't know. It hasn't really hit me yet. And I'm like, I don't feel like it. Cause I just like to go, I go to work, have fun. Um, so I don't, I guess he, he, he doesn't like to call himself chef either. He's always like, Oh, this chef stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> people always call me chef. I'm just, a, he's like, I'd rather be a dishwasher, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so there is that he's taught me that modesty yeah. um, about it. So, is good. so you mentioned a couple like of the new responsibilities that, you mm-hmm. know, maybe you hadn't thought about before. Is there anything else where, you know, there was something as a sous chef that you didn't necessarily have to worry about, but now it's like, oh shoot, I got to learn how to do this on the fly too. Yeah. Um, mostly stuff that has nothing to do with actual food. 
like, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like running out of, there's like all these weird things like calling a plumber, uh, running at you like, Oh, we're out of soap or we're out of gloves. Like, you know, you, you take that for granted. You're like, Oh yeah, it just comes in. But it's like the stuff that's not food. It's like, Holy crap. There's way more that he was doing that I didn't realize uh, behind the scenes. Like, the, you know, all the, uh, anything really. The paper towels don't yeah. disappear. They just don't. Yeah. <laughs> the they're, the just, they're not magically disappear. there. Yeah. <laughs> like just cleaning stuff that you never cleaned before. Like just everything that breaks or calling some, people that's like oh i didn't think i'd ever have to call like some dude to snake the drain or something right you know? yeah like i because i never did that uh-huh how'd you originally get into cooking um actually i started so my parents both were cooks okay and then my family owned a bunch of restaurants um so i started at venison mm-hmm. on 72nd and pacific that was my first job um i can't remember how old it was but yeah, I started busboy. My brother worked with me, cousins, everything. Um, went up to dishwasher there, did some cooking there, and then uh, bounced around a lot for a couple of years, and then found Ben when I was twenty one, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I've just been doing it. That's been my job my whole life. So I could probably do it for the rest of my life. So it's just a natural it's thing. Just, like yeah, you never came. even considered anything else. Uh uh-uh, uh, nope. And I loved cooking when I was. You know, a kid. Uh-huh. Like, I would make my own dinners, and, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, dude, I can make a grilled cheese. Like, this is awesome. Like, so I just always loved it. Uh-huh. And since I had that family connection, it just made sense. Uh-huh. Now, Ben told me that you've been integral to Akarant since day one, and he said even before that. How did you meet Ben and kind of get hooked up and started? Um. So I was looking for to get more serious into cooking, and... uh my best friend, Josh, he uh, applied or he had an interview with Ben. And the same day he had an interview with Ben, I interviewed at uh, Salt 88, which is closed now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he I was he was like, you should come out and interview. And the chef is really cool. Like, you know, and, and Dario was there and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, I just so took this other job, which ended up I didn't like it. <laughs> and so then I was like, well, maybe I should have uh, went with you to interview with Ben. So about six months later, maybe, um, I was working there. I was working at Moolah one day a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked for um, Michael that owns Moolah for a year, a couple years before that. And uh, I just started dishwashing for Ben on Sundays. And I, I, like, I was already cooking, but I was like, well, I want to get in my foot in the door. So I just started dishwashing and... Then he uh, needed a comey mm-hmm. for the morning, which is like cutting chives and shallots, parsley, and all that stuff. And after that, just I was hooked for working with him. That's awesome. What yeah. have you learned from him? Like, or I guess you probably learned a lot from him. That's a oh, bad like question. Every, what are some of the most important yeah. lessons you've learned? Important is because uh, other jobs, yeah, you cook, and but like you don't stuff from him. You learn like being striving for perfection every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more than just cooking the food. You're like being clean, like wiping down your station. Um, it's like the self-respect, like taking pride in every little thing. It doesn't matter if it's cooking. If you drop something, pick it up off the floor and just little things like that. Like, and just how to cook. Like um, he taught me a lot about like all my butchering and all that stuff. Like I learned from him mm-hmm. and just, uh, practicing all these different things like tech different techniques that I never did before basically everything 
besides like stir sauteing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I could cook some stuff like before I worked for him, but he made me, um, he like sculpted me into a better sculpture. Mm-hmm. So without him, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have any experience. Uh-huh. He's just, he's given me all his experiences. Right. Yeah. Every time I go to Akron, I feel like I have at least two or three dishes where I'm presented with something that maybe even the ingredients are familiar, but the preparation, there's something new and innovative about it. Or I'm just like, it's set in front of me and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Like, I don't even know if I want to eat it or if I want to like hang it on the wall. Did you get that same feeling back in the kitchen on, you know, when some dishes are being presented or talked about? Yeah, because a lot we always talk about it, and then we don't like like today. It's Monday. We do we made the menu for this week today. Mm-hmm. We do it every Monday. We all sit down, and uh, we we talk about the ingredients, but we don't know until Thursday how which plate we're gonna use, how we're gonna do an application of if it's gonna be a puree or is it gonna be like sautéed chunks or something, right? And to see it evolve from even Thursday to Saturday is insane. Like. Because by Saturday, we know, like, oh, this plate finally looks awesome. Like, because we make some subtle changes. So, even we kind of just wing it every day, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? So, yeah. the dishes, it, like, evolves throughout yeah. the week. Uh-huh. Wow. We're like, oh, we, it's not crunchy enough or it's everything is kind of, like, the colors aren't there. And so, we even, like, each plate were, it, it's actually very intimate. Like, each plate it were, is, like, a little piece of art. We're mm-hmm. not just, like you know, spooning stuff on the plate. Like, mm-hmm. so that's always the fun is just seeing the, even in three days, how much it can change. Well, that's the thing that I really like about Akron is it seems like everything on the plate is placed with intention. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you just mentioned, there's never just like, Oh, here's some, you know, some grilled veggies over here. or Here's, you know, a sauce that we just ladled yeah. on top of the steak. Everything is put in the position that it is. So you're getting like, the perfect flavor combination and Mm. and that's intentional right yeah and that's what ben taught us is that um the perfect bite theory you know Mm -hmm. like as if we gave you all the things on this side and all this food on this side well we try and place things around so that you have all the flavors of the dish in every bite Mm -hmm. so it it comes together and it might be like you've never had you know sweet and salty or uh sour and stuff in every bite because other restaurants sometimes you just like eat one part of the dish and then you eat the other part separately yeah so uh, you know that is a very different technique and strategy Mm -hmm. that you than what you see at a lot of omaha restaurants is that did that kind of cooking draw you to akron or did you get started at akron and then you started to see this stuff and you're like oh this is cool like when did you kind of catch the bug into doing dishes like that uh yeah, I loved cooking, but I didn't th- I didn't think about that stuff until I worked for Ben. Okay. Uh, because the draw was so like um, Avli and Dundee is uh like Northern Italian. Mm-hmm. So I when I heard that because my mom was born in Northern Italy, mm-hmm. so that's why I wanted to work there. And then I like learned even more about just like oh yeah, like I know this Northern Italian dish or whatever, but Ben taught me how to make it better and like how to season the food better prep the food better like it's lacking this flavor profile or this or this Mm -hmm. so i kind of and i didn't really work in anywhere that plated like ocaron or ovley or marga house wherever i worked with ben Mm -hmm. so he got me onto the and i love art like i like drawing and all that stuff so 
it's fun to like be at work, cook, and do something that's artistic. Yeah, you're getting like all your loves. In yeah, one in there. one place. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so you mentioned you start off at Aukron as a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Just one day, Ben needs a Comey. You step in, you do that. Is that just kind of, is that just kind of how it works in a kitchen? How you move up the ladder? You just you put your head down, you grind, and when you're needed, you make you step into a new role. Yep, um, that's how that's how we do it in our system. Most people don't start as a dishwasher for us really anymore. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm the only one actually. <laughs> that's what I tell Ben sometimes. I'm like, I'm just, a, I'm still a dishwasher because that was what I s- did my application for for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm still a dishwasher because I haven't done a new application. But uh, yeah, we usually hire people, and you kind of start at Comey, and uh, it doesn't matter even if you're a really good cook with experience. We kind of start you at the bottom just so you can um, prove in mm-hmm. our kitchen that you are solid. And um, I, I think it's good, it's humbling to be able to lower yourself. Maybe you were a sous chef somewhere, but you start at the bottom at Acherant. And if you have that kind of humble mentality, you'll be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And then you'll go up the ranks faster because you have more experience. But um, we try and just get everybody to do the lowest job to the highest, and then you understand the whole kitchen flow Mm -hmm. because you've done every job. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a good system that Ben has created. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, now it's time that we get to Chovy's Egg. And I probably should have have teed this up a little bit sooner, but for those who haven't dined at Akron, first of all, get out there. What are you doing? Second, it's a six-course tasting menu. So there's, you know, you, you eat one course, taken away, another is presented to you a couple minutes later. It's very elegant, really fun. It's awesome. The first course, every single time, is some preparation of Chovy's egg, which is a soft-boiled egg, and then it's got, I mean, it, it literally changes every time. I've had it atop falafel. I've had it with beets and andouille sausage. One was with polenta and kimchi, like, it's it just so, gets wacky every time. Yeah, right? it's so fun, like, every week to see these different preparations. So, uh, just first off, how did, well, like, what's the origin story of Chovy's Egg? How did that come to be on the menu? Um, basically, before Akron opened, uh, all the places I worked with Ben, I just always, I, eggs are my favorite. Uh-huh. Like, it, even, not even chicken eggs, like fish eggs. Like, I just love eggs. And, uh, but I would always bring them to work. So, like, one minute, like, you turn around, and I'm just, like, eating an egg. And they're like, where'd that egg? Like, Ben would be like, where'd you get an egg? And I'm like, oh, it was in my pocket. Like, I brought it for my snack. Like, and I would just soft boil them. That was my favorite way to eat an egg uh-huh. is uh, soft boiled. So um, when Akron opened, he was like, dude, we need to put the soft boiled egg that you always eat at for snacks on the menu because it's delicious. And most people never – most people just hard boil their eggs or cook them sunny side up or whatever. So – um, everybody likes that soft boiled egg. The first one, the first menu when Akron opened, people still talk about that one. Like, what was you know, it? It was. Um, it would, usually we give a half an egg now because we have a bunch of other ingredients. Right. But it used to be a whole egg with uh, basil aioli, and then we kind of slit the top open, put some olive tapenade in there, oh. and some garlic chips. Oh, that sounds. So delicious. we've been, yeah, we've been kind of. I mean, we should just put it on there one week just to. Do it bring again. The OG yeah, back. bring the OG one back. Yeah, uh-huh. do like the OG menu. That'd be fun. So, you know, you kind of mentioned you guys have these Monday meeting, mm-hmm. or, or, yeah, Monday menu planning meetings. Is Chovy's Egg a part of that, or is that kind of like your baby where you're designing that every week and you're figuring out what goes with it? Uh, no, a lot of weeks um, we all 
try and have that teamwork. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if I have an idea for it, I want to do it. But um, that's the cool thing at Acheron. It's uh, it's not like I'm yes, say the menu says I'm the chef, but it's a team effort, and it's not just me being like, no, this is what we're doing. Like we all like a lot of the times it's not even my idea. Like, mm -hmm. and the guys on uh, on Garmo, like they're the ones plating the egg. So if they want to do something, I'm like they can do it. Uh -huh. This is their idea, and they're they're the ones that are cooking it, prepping it, and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. it's a good team effort. Now, obviously, you have a great love for eggs, but it's it's a very humble ingredient. Like everyone has had eggs in their life, cooked in many different preparations. But you know that's something that everyone's familiar with. It's not you know super fancy or anything. Mm -hmm. It's not going to scare you away. Yeah, exactly. So how do you like? how do you take such a humble ingredient like that and really bring it to life? Uh, we just kind of, I mean, we were lucky that we get really good farm fresh eggs. So that makes it shine, but we kind of just work on a, I guess what's in season, especially like the nice, the best vegetables we're getting in season and all that stuff. It's like, well, let's let it shine with the, with the egg, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe make flavors. Cause most people just cook eggs for breakfast. So we, kind of make flavors that you would never cook an egg at home with. Um, like there was a, there's a regular that was showing me a picture of it. And I, there's so many of them. I can't remember them all, uh -huh. but she was like, Oh, she showed me a picture. She's like, Oh yeah, I was here like six months ago and we had the egg with pickled strawberries and, and snap peas. And I would never have strawberries with the egg, but it was good. And, uh -huh. and I, and I remembered it when I saw the picture, but it's cool to kind of get people out of their comfort zone while keeping them in. Cause everybody likes has eaten eggs before. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's such a genius way to like introduce the menu at au courant because mm -hmm. while people might be having things during the meal that they're having for the first time, everyone's had the egg. And so they're yeah. presented with an egg and it's like, Oh, this is familiar. This is great. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I think that that's really smart. Do you have, and maybe this is putting you on the spot, but off the top of your head, do you have like an all time favorite preparation where you just felt like I nailed this one? Um, probably maybe it's the OG the OG one was because I used to eat it with uh I like it on bread with thyme aioli mm -hmm. and egg mm -hmm. um, it was similar to that and I love olives and everything but probably uh there's been so many of them there was one I did with the potato bread and we actually did one recently because I was thinking about the one we did like two years ago it was like potato bread with uh, mustard and aioli and um, that's how I kind of like to eat it more as a sandwich. Uh -huh. So any of them that are like that, I love. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. So we talked a little bit about the Monday menu meetings. Just take me, I would love to just be a fly yeah. on the wall. You should actually come in on a Monday. We do it at 11 o'clock. You're, I mean, you can come. I would sit love and listen. that. Like, um, it's, it's fun. Okay. So well, we all get there. Um, like usually before, cause especially for fish, I have to call the fish guy before the meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, just so we know, like, what to write on the menu. Because if we decide something that they're out of stock, then we can't do it. But, yeah, we just get there. We we all have uh, notepads. We write, like, the what's the egg going to be, the aperitif, the pasta, everybody. We just go through each dish, um, list all the components that's going to be in it. We kind of spitball of this would be better than this and uh, decide what it's going to say on the menu. Mm -hmm. um, and the, Amanda is the psalm. She's always there. She's on the laptop making the actual menu. As we speak, it's 
being coming to life. Yeah, being yeah. On, like getting printed basically. Uh-huh. So it's pretty it's cool. But just like okay, so for like one specific dish, like let's say the pasta dish for mm-hmm. one week, that's usually the third course. Mm-hmm. So you get to the third course. Like, just how do you even start? Like, do people just start throwing out ideas? Like, we haven't done an agnolati in a while, or, you know, maybe we should do a ravioli this week, or, hey, we've got this product that's, you know, fresh this week. We've got mm-hmm. extra of it. We should incorporate that somehow. Just how does it start? Sure. Yeah, usually it's – um sometimes we have ideas, like, we'll be, like, Saturday night, like, in the weeds, and we're, like, somebody's, like, Eureka, like, let's do this next yeah. week. That, <laughs> so that happens, and then, like, the other – time we base it off a of product that we're like uh, we have this braised meat so we should do a stuffed pasta with it so that's what we're going to do this week and uh but then sometimes if nobody has an idea we have to just it takes so that's when there is like a half an hour of just all of us arguing about what we should do um because and then we kind of like have one idea then scrap it then we have a new idea and then we're like oh wait we could get these the farmer just texted me and we have this ingredient and then we just like it just clicks. How much fun is that? It's, that sounds it's awesome. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should you should really come and sit in on it. It's, it's I, awesome. I would absolutely love to do that, and I will totally take you up on that. Um, do you guys ever get like writer's block where you come to a mm. dish and it's just like, man, just like for whatever reason, like I'll I'll come at it from my own perspective. I'm a writer, mm. so sometimes I'm writing, I'm in the zone, and then sometimes I'm just like, man, I don't know what the heck I'm gonna write about today. I can't get inspired by anything. Does yeah. that ever happen with you guys? Yeah, or, it happens. Yeah, because uh, I know sometimes we'll kind of be stagnant on a dish and have like we're like, okay, we're gonna do a um, a sashimi, mm-hmm. like, but then we're like, we have these greens, but it sounds kind of boring. It takes a long time to figure out what's going to make it pop. Like, and so we do get that kind of writer's block with it. Mm-hmm. Where do you, uh, like, where do you most draw your inspiration from as a cook? Oh. Like, is it from other things that you see? Is it just like, you know, from eating out at other restaurants or for cooking for yourself? Or, you know, you're just at the store buying stuff and you're just like, all of a sudden something hits you. Like, where does inspiration come from? Mine is just from what? I guess I just think about, especially with the, uh, because I do to-goes every week. Uh-huh. Um, that's like takeout. It's just, if I don't have an idea, I just sit there and think of what do I want to, if I could go out to a restaurant right now, what do I want to eat? Oh, that's brilliant. And so, because yeah. I don't have, uh, I don't have Netflix or anything. So I don't really read cookbooks or watch cooking shows. Uh-huh. So I have to kind of just base it off of memories, life experience and all that stuff. Like what sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. So for any listeners who who don't know this, Akron's menu changes every single week. It's the the six courses that are there one week, boom, they're gone the next, next week, week, and you got six brand new ones. Is it nice to have that ever changing menu to kind of keep everyone on their toes? Or some weeks is it just like, man, it would be really nice to just work at a restaurant that has like twenty five set it's dishes. <laughs> no, yeah, it's awesome. I love changing the menu every week. Everybody loves it. It get, it gets you a better cook because uh say you want to move out of omaha go to a michelin star place um you'll have the experience of oh i've made that before because we change it so much you you get experience 10 times faster than a normal restaurant that doesn't change the menu Mm -hmm. and you see more stuff and um it's good for all of us because we get to use awesome product that we can get um, locally or outsourced from like you know um the east west coast and so you get to use all these cool ingredients. Mm-hmm. So it 
if you love cooking, it's it just keeps it exciting and fresh, and it's like going into work every day is like a brand new. It's like the first day of your life every day is brand new. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, when did you know that you were ready to lead a kitchen? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm still not ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but probably, I guess I knew I had the experience to not be scared to try new things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, probably halfway through my time in Augeron, mm-hmm. just because I was, you know, I could. That's when Ben had his first kid, and he was, you know, if he's off that day, then I kind of just had to. Mm-hmm. I was the sous chef, but I still had to kind of run service and be in charge. So I just gradually, very slowly, um, I wasn't like thrown into the fire too fast or anything. So I just gradually kind of got the confidence and experience to um, do it. And I've worked there for, I worked at um, Akron when it was Espana. So I, yeah. I love it there. I love the building location, Benson. So it's a good place to have my first official chef job. Uh-huh. So do you remember that first time when Ben wasn't in the kitchen and and you got to run it? Like, do you remember that night? Um, not specifically. Um, I couldn't remember, but there was one time where he had to leave because his wife was pregnant and I was by myself on the line. And that was kind of scary trying to work like pasta and the French top. Yeah. Two stations. Um, because we were short a guy, but I mean, it was kind of like, it was nerve wracking in the beginning that when the nights that he had to have off because like, it's like, he's like the kitchen mom like what, what do we do when they're gone it's like it's like when you first start babysitting like your oh, younger siblings you know like your parents leave it's it is a little bit scary uh-huh you, you're so afraid that you're gonna mess something up but you figure it out you over figure time. it out yeah mm-hmm. um something that i love about Akron, i think is very unique especially with omaha restaurants and we talked about this a little bit earlier is just the importance of plating mm-hmm. and how things are presented you know it's just, it's almost like art in a way. And not only does it have to look great, but like you said earlier, there's, you're trying to direct the diner to have that perfect bite every time. What is the importance of plating? And like, how, how, like, how much do you stress that to cooks and other chefs in the kitchen? Oh, we do a lot. Like, cause, um, the first, like, so we have the new menu on Monday and that we were talking about. And then Thursday, we actually, the servers, all of them come in, even if they don't work that day. And we actually do like a, we cook everything for them so they can taste it, mm-hmm. see it. And it's uh kind of like a trial by fire kind of thing. Like, it's like, oh, the whole dish was mushy. And then we're <laughs> like, oh yeah, well, let's we change some something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And, um, we, you really have to, everybody kind of comes together and it's like some cook might see another cook and be like, no, that's not going to work. Like, you know, so we kind of just all kind of bring all our visions together and um and like we do look at instagram a lot for for inspiration of like cool plating techniques but it's it is important because you can't really you can't put it on the wrong plate that it looks weird or um have way too much of one ingredient you Mm -hmm. know so then portion control of each thing Mm -hmm. like we don't want to make people not full by the steak course and they can't even eat their steak we have to think about that too like Uh yo that's that's like way too much food or too little yeah so is there a learning curve that comes with learning that skill yeah 
um, basically just experience, I guess. Like um, when you first start an Akron, it's scary because you change the menu every week. So I'd say about six months, everybody that everybody that works there after about six months, they're comfortable with, okay, you know, we've done, they've plated so many different things there. They get, you learn like, this is how I should plate it in your mind. Um, instead of like, I don't know how to plate this. After about six months, you learn. It just starts becoming it, it clicks. It clicks. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Because the experience, like you get so much, you know, um, 20 something weeks of plating different things every week. It just starts to get in a groove. Mm-hmm. Now, as we wind down here, there's there's something that I have to bring up. A is like a message to the audience, and B because I just want to ask you about it. I'm a huge fan of Akron, and I I recommend it a lot to people. Um, and a lot of people are, you know, if I show them pictures and stuff, they're like, "Oh yeah, it looks fantastic." The thing that drives me crazy, like up a wall, mm-hmm. is the question that I get most often about it: is Is that enough food, though? Like, do you leave hungry? And I'm like, well. If they served you, yes, one of these plates, yes, you would leave hungry, hungry. but it's six of them. Mm -hmm. If you put all that food on one plate, it would be way more Mm -hmm. than you would ever get at another restaurant, and it wouldn't taste nearly as good because it wouldn't make sense together. But do you ever get that question, and does it drive you crazy at all? Yeah, we get it, and a lot of times the one that drives me crazy is people will come in, and um, they're like, the tasting menu, it's $65 for, I'm not spending $65 for a dish. And we're like, you, no, 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 it's not. You're not spending $65 on a dish. There's courses. Six of them, That's yes. the one that drives everybody in the restaurant. It gets driven crazy by that. And that's pretty rare that that happens. But I feel like um, when we have this, everybody communicate with front of house and back of house, like everybody is not eating all this, so maybe it's too big. Uh-huh. And so um, – we kind of like figure it out, but we've been open for like almost four years now. So we kind of know the size and I've actually never even eat a tasting menu there. Really? I've never done it. So I don't even know if I would be full or not full, but just from the feedback, um, everybody's usually says it's pretty on par. You know I mean? You could say like you've eaten it. I've been, I've been well satiated every time. I'm never like, Leaving to the point where I feel like I'm gorged, like stuffed, I just had yeah. like a 20 ounce steak or something yeah. with a baked potato, but I feel very good. Like it's that nice, like clean, full. satisfied. Like, yeah, that's good to hear. Though. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, I got two more questions for you, and these are the things that I just love to ask any guest in the industry. Just for my knowledge, mm-hmm. for diners' knowledge, I just think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. What is the number one thing about the restaurant industry that you wish people who don't work in it understood? Um, I guess I wish that, I guess just the, uh, attention to detail. I get, I think a lot of people when they come out to eat, they're like, think that, you know, um, like we get so much local stuff. And if we like, we sit there all day and cut stuff up into precise little tiny things. And I think some people don't realize until they do it, if like they were to come to the kitchen and be like, Hey, work with us for a day. They don't realize how much work it takes just to make one plate for them. Mm-hmm. Like that's it, it's everything is there for a reason and uh, like we cut it we strive for perfection and most people don't know that we're you know we're there seven hours before we even open. Mm-hmm. Well, I think yeah, that's the thing that so many people don't realize is like if there's something as simple as like 
some asparagus on a plate. Mm. Someone has to wash that yeah. asparagus. Someone has to cut that yeah, asparagus. Cut like there's like it. eight steps to yeah. just that asparagus, and yeah. that's one component on one we don't plate. Open stuff from bags that's pre-rot. We have to exactly do everything. Yeah, there's so much thought and so much preparation that goes into everything. So I'm glad that you know you shed a little bit of light on that. Yeah, and then we'll end here on a positive note. What's your favorite part about being in the restaurant industry? My favorite part is definitely not. The food is the people I get to work with. Okay. Uh, it's I, every cook job I've ever had. It's it's so fun just to, like, you're working, but you're hanging out, having fun. Uh, and it's not, I don't, I could never have a sit-down office job because you can't, it, it's almost like um, the Lost Boys from Peter Pan. Like, yeah. we're, we're a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> uh, we jack around a lot, and it's fun. But when it's time to get serious, we do, and we do, do some awesome food. But I like the uh, camaraderie is definitely my favorite part. Well, you can tell that camaraderie is, is paying off. Yeah, by it the, works. Yes, by the dishes that come out of the kitchen because yeah. they're fantastic at all current. So, listeners, thank you so much. Um, you got to get out to all current. You got to get out. You got to try Chovy's egg. Try the tasting menu. Now you know that it's not just one plate. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's six of them, so yeah. don't worry about that. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is a real pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome, yeah. Of course. talking to you. Of course, thank you. And as always, Omaha, thanks for eating with us.